Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, registered dietitian and weight loss coach, and you're listening to the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast, a place for practical advice for women looking to balance their hormones, ditch dieting, and discover mindset shifts that will keep you motivated and empowered on your healthy eating journey. Are you ready to get started? Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Daphna Chazen, and I'm so grateful that you're here today. We have a great topic to discuss, which is motivation, always relevant, always something that I talk about with clients and I get asked about. So I figured I'd do an episode on motivation to help some of you if you're stuck right now, if you're feeling unmotivated. I want to help you get out of that situation so that you can continue to make progress and gain momentum in your healthy eating journey. Now, right now, we're still in the midst of the pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic. And while I really hope that it's over very, very soon, right now, it doesn't seem like it. We seem to have a few weeks ahead of us of still being in quarantine and staying home and really being out of our routine and not being able to do much. So even more so because of this, I wanted to talk about motivation because I know it can be challenging to be home all the time, to be thrown off of your regular schedule and stay motivated to the same degree or maybe find new motivation. So it's even harder now to get motivated. And that is why I reached out to some of my clients and asked them, what do you do to stay motivated? What are some of the things that are helping you right now when you're in the trenches, trying to change your habits, trying to reach some goals regarding your health? What are the things that are helping you do that? And how do you stay motivated day in and day out? Because I know some of these women very well, and I know that they're not always motivated. They're struggling. They're doing the hard work. They're in there every single day, planning their meals, doing all the things, And I wanted to know what keeps them going. So I asked them three questions that I'm going to share with you in a little bit, and then I'll share some of their answers, what they said, what kind of things they're thinking about and doing. And my hope is that it's going to help you do the same. It's going to help you find new motivation for yourself. And while you may not have the same motivators or incentives or things that you're thinking about as these ladies, yours would be unique to you. They could spark your imagination. They could give you some inspiration. They can give you new ideas to think about when you're looking for motivation. And I think this episode is particularly relevant right now with the coronavirus situation because for a lot of us, this is a time of uncertainty, a little bit of stress, maybe a lot of stress and anxiety about what's going to happen, how are you going to recover from this, whether it's financially or just personally. And I think this is a really easy time to throw the towel in and not worry about your health. This is a really easy time. It's really tempting right now to not do anything and use this whole situation as an excuse to say, I'm not motivated. I don't feel like it. It's too hard. And I have other things to worry about, but my health, I can't devote all my attention to my health right now, which is a lot of times what people think they need to be doing in order to be successful, which is not true. That's a whole other episode. You do not need to put your life on hold in order to get healthy. But if you're feeling unmotivated right now, the last thing I want for you is to use this time to forget about all your intentions to get healthy. I don't want you to use this time to give it all up. 
That would be the easy thing to do. But long-term, I don't believe that it's in line with what you want and the goals that you've set for yourself. And if you're listening to this show, and I know that you want to learn about PCOS, I know that you want to get healthier and you want to do it through lifestyle changes, which means that you understand there is no magic bullet. This takes work and consistency. So putting your healing on hold while we figure out the coronavirus issue is really not going to get you closer to a place of healing and health. That is something that comes from work that's being done day in and day out on yourself, on your mindset, on your nutrition. All of those things are the pieces that make up the puzzle of health and healing with PCOS and in general. And it doesn't really matter if your goals are around weight, which is very common for the people that I work with. Maybe they're around fertility, which is also very common, or just overall health. Maybe you wanna reduce PCOS symptoms. Maybe you're suffering with acne, or maybe you're feeling um, fatigued all the time, or you are dealing with depression, and you know that food plays a role in that. It really doesn't matter what those specific goals are. What matters is that in order to move forward toward your goals, you need to take action. And to take action, you need motivation and you need a purpose or a goal, right? You need to know what what steps you need to take in order to get there. So one of the things that is really important is that strong desire to make a change or to keep up with change. And that's often hard to find in uncertain times, like the times we're experiencing right now, and even during regular times. So motivation, which is that strong desire to make a change, is sometimes buried too deep inside of us to see and to act upon, again, especially now. So I thought what better way to motivate you or to give you some ideas than, again, to ask my clients, the women who are doing the work right now, what's working for them, what can they share that may inspire others? And I asked them three specific questions, which I'm going to reveal to you. They're nothing fancy. They're very simple. But what I did is I took excerpts of their answers. I'll read those to you. And I'll also add my two cents on it and share some of the themes that I'm seeing across all of the women that I work with, because there are definitely common threads there. And just so you know, these women were asked individually. So they don't know each other. They don't know what the other person said. And this was all done confidentially with them. And for this reason, I'm also gonna be changing their names to protect their identity and keep their privacy. All right, let's do this. Let's start talking about the first question that I asked my clients, which was, what is your big why? And for those of you who are not familiar with the big why and what it is, I want to talk a little bit about it. So the big why is usually the reason why someone wants to change their health, why they want to lose weight, why they want to get their period back. And it may seem like a silly question, but actually when you think about it, sometimes the big why is not obvious. It's not easy to find. So this is the first question that I ask my clients, and I do this all the time. I don't just do it for this episode. I always ask my clients, why do you want to lose weight? Because when someone comes to see me and they say, well, I'm here to lose weight, and and that is really the main thing that they're talking about, it's usually not enough to motivate them. 
it's not specific enough. And when the going gets tough, it's not going to be enough to think about the fact that you want to be 30 pounds lighter. That is just not motivating enough. It could actually be discouraging. If you have a really big goal or if you're someone who's looking to make major changes and you know that you need to really overhaul what you're doing in terms of your food, it may actually be discouraging to you. You may actually find that thinking about losing 30 pounds is not enough of a why. It's actually something that's not giving you motivation. So it's important that the big why is super deep, meaningful, and very, very compelling. It needs to be thought out. I want you to be so invested in getting to that big why that you immediately perk up when you think about it and you feel that fire inside of you to get after it and make that big why a reality. So think about the reason why losing weight is important to you. It's not about the pounds. It's not about the scale. It's about what you want to feel like when you're done. Why do you want to lose weight? How would that feel? What would that mean? How would it change your life? That is your big why. What are some of the things that you're going to feel good about when you reach that goal? You're going to be able to do more things. You're going to be able to show up more positively for people, but that may not even be specific enough for you. I want you to think about truly how it feels to carry the excess weight or to deal with some symptoms like missing periods, maybe acne, hair loss, maybe depression, maybe missing ovulation, you're trying to conceive. Some of these things are going to be very hard to think about but they're important. I want you to think about how would your life change when those things get better? When you solve the problem, when you resolve the issue that you're currently dealing with, using healthy changes, using food and nutrition and all of those things, how would you feel? And I don't want you to think about, I'm going to be healthy. Most people can't feel that. We can't feel healthy, right? That's a perception. The types of feelings I want you to think about are true emotions, how you feel about yourself every day. Are you going to feel confident and positive, or maybe you're going to feel like you don't have to hide? Maybe you're going to feel powerful. You're going to feel strong. You're going to feel successful. These are the things that I want you to think about because chances are they're very different than how you're feeling about yourself or your health or your weight right now. So I want you to think about the reason why getting to these goals is important. Why do you want to lose weight? What would it mean? How would it change your life? What are the things that you will do or what would be different about how you feel about yourself that is going to be worth it? You may also want to think about people you'll be able to show up for better when you're healthier or how you're going to act in your day-to-day life, at your work, in your community, at your home. These are all things that can spark some ideas around the big why if you're really struggling to think about it. And I'm going to tell you right now, getting healthier is not a big why. That is not what I'm talking about here. The deep why needs to be so important to you that the pleasure of accomplishing the goal, the benefits of accomplishing the goals and what you're going to get, the benefits you're going to reap when you're going to be at that goal are going to be so worth every unpleasant emotion that comes up for you in the process. So I'm going to say it again because this is important. Please pay attention here. The deep why needs to be so important to you that the pleasure of accomplishing the goal, your health goal that is, and the benefits that you'll get are going to be worth 
every unpleasant emotion that comes up for you in the process. And I'm going to tell you a story. I had a client a few years ago who once told me in tears that she wants to lose weight in a healthy way. So when she came to me, she said, listen, I'm here not because I don't know what to do, not because I don't know what to eat. I just don't know how to do it in a healthy way, and I need to lose weight. And I could tell she was very emotional from the get-go. As soon as she started talking about it, she started tearing up. She was very emotional, and you could tell that this was really important to her on a deep level. So I asked her, why is this so important to you? And what she said was, it's because of my daughter. Every time I want to lose weight, I go on a fad diet. So I go from one extreme, like keto, to another, like eating impulsively and not taking care of my body. So I'm either super strict, I'm on it, I'm doing all the things, and then a few weeks go by, I'm very fatigued, I'm burnt out, and then I fall off and I just go to the other extreme. I eat impulsively, I'm not taking care of my body, I'm not paying attention. And she said that in either one of these extremes, she's not being her best self. She's not being a good role model to her daughter. And what really broke her heart was that in the past, she'd go on a diet, she'd feel deprived and upset, and she'd be visibly agitated and snappy that her daughter would ask, what's wrong, mommy? Are you doing your diet again? And that hurt her so much. She didn't want to behave any differently when she was on a diet and trying to get healthy, especially because her intention was to feel better and improve her life and be able to be the best mom possible. She didn't want her daughter seeing her go from one extreme to another. And she certainly didn't want her daughter to think that mommy is a different person because she's snappy, she's agitated, she's not patient, and that's because of her diet. So that was her big why. And I can tell you that was so compelling, that was so meaningful, that it helped her stay motivated. It really helped her to think about this every time she had a hard time sticking to her plan. Every time she would struggle to keep her healthy habits going, she would think about this. Now, do you think it would be as motivating to her if she thought about, oh, I just want to lose 20 pounds? Well, I can do that tomorrow and the next day and the next day, right? It doesn't really motivate you enough And it's certainly not as motivating as thinking about how your child perceives you, how you show up for your loved ones, and the kind of role model that you're being. So again, this may not be your big why, but this is an example of a big why that is very meaningful, very significant and deep, that it's so motivating to think about for this particular person. So I want you to think about your big why. I want you to think about why your health is so important, And that usually relates to how you're going to feel, how you want to show up in the world, what kind of a role model you want to be for your children if you have any, or what kind of emotions do you want to change. So that's a little bit about the big why. Let's move into talking about what my client said. So I asked them, what is your big why? And I'm going to start with Kate. And Kate said, my big why is that I want to be in pictures and not cringe. I want to look at myself in the mirror and not want to run and hide. My big why is to stop wanting to not be seen, to shrink myself or wish I were invisible. I'm going to read that again because that is a powerful statement. My big why is to stop wanting to not be seen, shrink myself or wish I were invisible. 
I want to feel that I'm taking care of my body and not stuck in one I can't even look at. Now, I don't know about you, but that just gave me goosebumps because it is so emotionally charged that you can tell why she cares. You can tell why Kate wants to be out of this situation of feeling unhealthy, feeling like she looks in the mirror and she cringes, feels like she wants to run and hide. Can you see why this big why is so meaningful? It's so significant. This is something that I want you to think about. Coming out of these emotions that are so negative and they're daily, they're constant. Of course, you're going to be motivated to to get out of that situation. Of course, you're going to be motivated to make a change because it's unbearable to not want to be seen. It's unbearable to wish that you were invisible right? So this is a very, very emotional one. This is a very deep one. And it's a good one because the deeper the why is, the more motivating it is. She's going to remember how she feels now. She's going to remember how she felt in the past. And she's going to remember this every time she wants to not follow her plan. Every time she wants to give up and not care, she's going to think about how she felt and why she started this to begin with. So do you see how the big why can motivate you? It can really help you connect with those emotions that are not pleasant. Connect with those things that are happening right now that you don't like, that you want to stop. It's so much more than the weight. It's not about how many pounds. It's about how someone feels, what they think about themselves, and how they're living their life every single day. This is really important. The next person whose answer I want to read to you is Lauren. And Lauren said, I think of my son and how I know his happiness feeds off of mind. And feeling healthy makes me happy. I also think of babies. And she put in parentheses, ha, ha, ha. I know my body needs to be in optimal position to become pregnant again. So the reason why Lauren is mentioning this is that she's trying to conceive right now. And the main motivation for her to get healthier is to get pregnant. So she was um, through IVF rounds in the past, and she was hoping to conceive naturally, but she's doing all of this with a bigger purpose to prepare her body for pregnancy and for giving birth. She knows that this is really important. So as you can see here, this is a little bit different. It's not as emotional, although she is mentioning her son and she knows that his happiness feeds off of hers, which is important, right? So when you think about if you're a mom and you think about how you need to behave, how you need to be in order for your children to be happy and healthy, you have to be happy and healthy. So she's addressing that, but she also thinks about a very important goal in her life, and that is getting pregnant and conceiving quickly and healthfully and carrying her baby to term and making sure that she's healthy throughout the whole process. So as you can see here, it's not maybe as emotional as Kate, but what it is, it's it's got a big purpose. It's got a big goal, and it's got an important mission ahead of her. She has something really important that she wants to get through in the best way possible, and that's her big why right now. Once she gets pregnant and she gives birth and she's already, you know, past that, she may change it, right? She She's going to have to find a, a new big why. And that is very common, by the way. What you're setting r- right now as your big why may not be what you think about next year, 
right? So you may already change how you feel about yourself. You know, I can tell you that Kate has lost 60 pounds. That's the first person whose statement I read to you. I'm sure that right now she's not thinking as much about how she felt 60 pounds ago, right? So she may have evolved her big why. She may um, be thinking about different things, but her initial big why and again, I think she still thinks about it, is those emotions, those feelings that I described to you. But here with Lauren, she's thinking more about a practical kind of thing that she needs to do, and that is okay. That may change once she gets through the pregnancy and all goes well. So as you can see, both whys, both big whys are really important. They're very deep, they're very meaningful, and they're truly life-changing. So I really encourage you to think about why getting healthier is important to you? Why would getting your period back be meaningful? How would your life change? Why is that important to you? What would that mean? These are all questions that you can ask yourself to prompt those thoughts because sometimes we're not good at thinking about it. And in the beginning, you may come up empty-handed when you think about these things. You may not know what feelings you're feeling. You may not know how you want to change things or what life would look like when you reach your, your goals. So that is okay. That is normal. But do not give up. Keep asking yourself these questions. Keep prompting yourself and make sure that you're connected to really how life feels right now. How do you feel about yourself right now? What does life look like? And how do you think it could get better? What are the things that you're looking forward to in the near future when you reach those goals? Now, moving on from the overarching question about the big why to the next question that I asked my clients, which is, what do you think about to stay focused daily? Are there people or things that help? And I can tell you that the theme here is clear, and that is planning. And it's not surprising to me that the women who stay motivated are talking about planning, they're referring to planning time and time again, and they're really relying on planning as a crutch to staying motivated. That is the thing that makes the difference for a lot of my clients. Because when you're not planned out, you don't feel as organized and that can throw your motivation off because you may think, oh, what's the point? I ate a bagel or what's the point? I ate cake, so the whole day is shot. I'm not organized, I'm not sticking with my plan and that can feel very demotivating. So you are much more likely to give it all up if you're disorganized and not planned out. And that is a big component of motivation. So I want to read you some of their answers, and I want to start off with Kate. So that's Kate that was talking before about not being seen and cringing when she looks in the mirror. She said, as an answer to this question, what do you think about daily to stay focused? She said, I'm 100% laser focused. I rarely need to go to anyone to keep me focused because I know my plan and it's been proven to work, so I repeat it. Now, as I said before, this is a woman who lost over 60 pounds over the past year. So I don't want you to think that she's gotten to this point of really very uh, being mentally resilient and strong and confident. She didn't get there overnight. Remember, this is a person who wanted to run and hide. She didn't want to be seen in the world. So there was definitely a transformation here over the past year. She's done a lot of work. We've worked together to change both her mindset and her food choices. And her plan is kind of ironclad at this point. 
but it wasn't overnight. I don't want you to think that this is something that this person was just kind of turning on a switch and now she's motivated and confident and 100% focused. Not That's not how it works. But I wanted to read this to you because I wanted to show you what's possible. It is possible to go from a place of wanting to run and hide and be unseen to a place of saying, I'm 100% laser focused. I rarely need to go to anyone to keep me focused. But here's what she's saying. It's because I know my plan and it's been proven to work. Her confidence comes from her plan. Her confidence comes from the eating habits that she already established and the things that she's been doing over and over again because she knows they work. She knows that she's seeing results and she doesn't need to think about anything else because she is fully invested into just keeping it going the way it's been because it's working. So why change it? Okay, so I wanted to read this one to you, um, but just know that women who are that confident and focused are usually women who've gotten into a routine. They feel confident about their choices, and she really has a very clearly defined why, so let's not forget that, and her goals are concrete, and that is enough to motivate her. So she doesn't really need to think about anything other than my plan works, I'm sticking with it, and that's it. She doesn't overanalyze, and she doesn't get in her own way. That's another important thing. In the beginning, there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of fear. If you're starting to get healthier, you're changing your habits, you may be thinking, well, is this working? I don't know. Why am I not seeing results? How long is this going to take? Should I continue to do it? This is so hard, but I'm not even seeing the results that I want. This is the kind of stuff that's demotivating. You're getting in your own way. You have to stop thinking those very unsettling thoughts. Because what you're doing is you're instilling fear and doubt in yourself. And if you're eating healthier, there's no reason to do that. You know that eating healthier is better than not eating in a healthful way. There's absolutely no doubt about that. You may be gaining weight in the beginning. It may not seem to be working as fast as you wish it does. But that doesn't mean that it's wrong. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing it. You have to gain confidence in the process. You have to believe that you're doing the right thing for your body, that you're taking care of yourself, and that can't be wrong. Okay, so that was Kate's answer. I'm going to move on to talking about Amy. And Amy says, again, in response to the question, what do you think about daily to stay motivated? Amy says, I wake up in the morning and plan my day. And if I decide to go off my plan, I say one of my mantras, and I'm going to read what those are to you and make a comparable healthy choice. So she says, I just say one of my mantras, and one example that she gave here is, you feel so good right now, and that food isn't going to make you feel better. Actually, it will probably make you sick. And she says that has been extraordinarily helpful. So what she says is she combines a plan with some sort of a mantra or an affirmation thinking about how the food is going to make her feel, okay? So do you see a theme here? We're going to, we're going back to feelings. We're going back to how that food, what kind of an emotion, what kind of feeling either physically or mentally that food is going to trigger. So for Amy, it's a combination of a food plan and thinking about her day and saying those mantras, especially when she's faced with a tough decision. 
And of course, these mantras are going to be individual to you. They're going to be unique to you. You need to think about them ahead of time, not in the moment. They need to be in place and ready to be used whenever you need them. But you want to think about them ahead of time because they can really help. They can really, really motivate you. Okay, and then the last person I asked this question said, that was Phoebe, and she said, every day I know what I'm going to eat because I meal prep on Sunday. I feel proud and accomplished, and let me repeat that, I feel proud and accomplished when I get it done, even though it's hard work. Then I journal on my fitness pal every morning before starting my day so I can see what my whole day of eating will look like and make any necessary changes. So Phoebe basically gave us her process, right? She's telling us exactly what she's doing. She's even telling us what app she's using and how she's mapping out her day and that she makes any changes she needs to make. But what she also gave us is how she feels. And she says, I feel proud and accomplished when I get it done. So that's really important. So there's a combination of having a plan and knowing how you feel once you follow that plan. That's what's motivating, feeling proud and accomplished, getting it done, making sure that you're following the plan. So again, the plan is a part of it, but also how you feel is a big part of it. And just so you know, if you're not working with me right now, I want you to understand that the plan in quotes that these women are talking about is not a meal plan. It's not a breakfast, lunch, or dinner plan that is very strict and you must follow this plan in order to be successful. If you've worked with me, you know I don't give out meal plans. For the most part, unless you ask me, I do not give out meal plans because I don't believe that anyone should be following the same rotation of meals day in and day out. So when I talk about a plan, what I'm talking about is the set of habits or the set of changes that we've implemented and we know are working for you. You've agreed to practicing them. You feel good about them and they are actually giving you results. So when I think about a plan, I think about what is the unique situation that you're in? What kind of things do we need to change about your diet? What kind of tips and advice I can give you so that you can start seeing results? That is what I call the plan, okay? So there are, of course, meal suggestions in there, and we talk a lot about do's and don'ts and nutrition and what works for PCOS and weight management, but it's when I'm talking about a plan, it's important to me that you know I'm not talking about a meal plan. I'm talking about the overall nutrition approach that we work on during coaching. Okay, let's move on to the last question that I asked, which was, When you get discouraged, what do you do or tell yourself that really helps? And the theme here is compelling mantras. So I'm going to read to you some of the answers that these women gave. Kate says, I personally never get discouraged. Remember, this lady's been in it for a year. She's made some monumental changes to her lifestyle and mindset. So don't get discouraged by the fact that Kate doesn't get discouraged. (laughs) I personally never get discouraged. I'm in it for life. A few months doesn't equal my life. I think what she's referring to here is that sometimes she goes on vacation or there's the holidays, and if she is, you know, a little bit looser on her plan or more lenient with her choices during a few months of the year, that doesn't equal her life. I take every day as a gift. I'm not wasting any time having a pity party. (laughs) I love that. I have so much I want to do in life. I try to motivate and uplift others with my story. So for me, I get a rush out of being a good example. 
And by the way, this lady works in a grocery store. So I just want to mention that she's around food every single day. But what she's done is she used it to her advantage. She, she said, I can purchase any produce I want fresh every single day. Or, you know, she's like, I can decide. She always tells me, I can decide what I have for dinner right on the spot. And I can buy fish or I can buy chicken or I can buy whatever I want from the store. So she's used the fact that she works in a store and she's surrounded by food to her advantage, which is a great thing. But what she's saying here is that she's not having a pity party. She wants to do things. She has places to go, things to do in her life. And she tries to motivate others when she gets discouraged. And I think this is a really smart thing to do. She tries to really motivate others and uplift them if they're trying to get healthier. And she talks to people all the time because she she works in the grocery store and her story motivates them and it motivates her back up again. So if she's discouraged or she's feeling low, talking to other people, giving them some of the suggestions and advice that has worked for her gives her a rush, right? She's saying, I get a rush out of being a good example. And that reinvigorates her. It gives her newly found motivation when she's feeling a little low. I love that. That's so great. Amy said, and this is a really interesting response. She said, in my friends group and my family, cheese was normalized to be a wonderful thing. I know, isn't it for everybody? So were desserts. But I've been thinking a lot about what I enjoy, and I took the time to think about all the healthy foods I enjoy the most. All the proteins I enjoy, the vegetables and the fruit. And I just realized that a lot of why I've eaten foods that don't help my body, like cheese and desserts, is because I've been socialized to eat those things in order to fit in. Can you relate? Yes, most people can. So she continues on to say, if there is a special this or that, like homemade ravioli from an amazing restaurant, I will make that an event and enjoy it. Until then, my day-to-day eating can and should be what will fuel and benefit my body, not hinder and hurt. So this is a really powerful statement, too, where she's realizing what she's been eating that doesn't serve her body is something that was kind of normalized in her social circle or her family. But when she took the time to think about it, she actually found a whole new variety of foods that she liked just as much. So I want you to think about this, too. Are the things that you're eating now simply out of habit and what you're used to? Or are those really the foods that you enjoy the most knowing that they don't really work with your body? Knowing that there are certain things that you're eating right now that are not benefiting you, like Amy said, they're actually hindering you. These are the things that you need to think about and that can help build your motivation. Okay, moving on, I have one or two actually more responses under this question. So Joanna said, I try to remember that one poor decision doesn't ruin the day or week. I still have an opportunity to fix it with each meal. This has helped me step out of all or nothing mentality around eating. That could be very motivating, right? To think that you have an opportunity, you have another chance to fix it, not the next day, hopefully in the next meal, right? So this is really helpful. And like she said, it's helped her to let go of all or nothing mentality, which is also very motivating. Like we just said before, you don't want to be the person who gives up when they have a bagel or, or a piece of cake, right? That that would be all or nothing. You want to make sure that you're in this for the long haul and you know that you can always make a change within the same day, right? In the next meal. 
So this is another really great response. And then Lauren said, and just to remind you, the question is, when you get discouraged, what do you do or tell yourself that really helps? So Lauren says, get right back on track with the very next meal. So do you see a theme here? I think these ladies are really listening to me. (laughs) Get right back on track with the very next meal, even if you cheat a little, and that it's okay if it's slow weight loss. I've always done extreme diets expecting quick extreme results. I remind myself I don't need to go to extremes. And if I take everything that I've learned in making food decisions and what to eat, I will be okay. I feel less overwhelmed. Looking at everything as small changes or decisions that I can incorporate into my daily life has really helped me change my way of eating. So I don't know if you can tell or can you kind of read between the lines here, but what I'm reading is she's confident. She feels at peace with what she's doing because she has changed her habits in very meaningful ways that she knows it's got to work. So she's no longer looking for extremes and quick fixes. She actually changed what she was doing, how she was thinking about eating, and all her habits are newly formed. Even though they're very simple and easy to follow, they work so well for her, and that took the overwhelm away. So she has a plan, and she knows that if she follows it, it's going to work, and that motivates her. That keeps her going. And she didn't say this, but I know that her success was actually not about the big, major, dramatic changes. Like she said, she doesn't do extremes anymore. What made her successful was was the accumulation of the little changes, the step-by-step that she took to change her habits that over time accumulated and gave her amazing results. Okay, so I'm going to be wrapping up now. I really hope that you take some time to think about your big why, what things, places, or people help you stay focused every day, and what you tell yourself when the going gets tough, because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And you want to be fully prepared so that you can manage PCOS and meet your goals without having to start over every few months. You want to build that motivation and you can use these three questions to help you do that. You are in this for the long haul and building your motivation is just as important as what you eat, if not more. And if you'd like my help with food, nutrition, weight loss, and developing the right mindset for long-term success, I am currently taking on new clients for one-on-one coaching. You can go to daphnachazen.com forward slash apply to book a free 15-minute discovery call with me so that we can chat and see if we're a good match for each other. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I will see you here again next week. Bye for now.